Today we talk about ink freezing. I'm Dr. Mark Amos, and this is Taco About Fertility Tuesday. So what is egg freezing? Well, egg freezing is IVF. Matter of fact, it's exactly the same thing as IVF. Just the only difference is, instead of making embryos, we're just going to freeze the egg for possible later use. So this means, just like IVF, you're going to meet with your doctor and you're going to come up with a plan. You're going to start birth control just like IVF. You're going to stimulate just like IVF by taking medications, injecting yourself. And then you're going to extract the eggs just like IVF. The only difference now is that we're going to take those eggs and we're going to freeze them. With the hope that you never need them because egg freezing should be a backup plan. The real question is, is egg freezing for you? The desire to freeze eggs has been around for quite some time. If you think about it, prior to birth control pills, women really had a hard time having careers or doing things because they were getting pregnant. So once we were able to prevent pregnancy, the next question came up is, is there a way to preserve fertility? And so starting in 1986, people started looking at ways to freeze eggs. Now, egg freezing also goes by another name called Oocyte freezing. Oocyte is the name of the eggs. Now, from 1986 to about 2000, a lot of changes occurred and they kept messing with the process until they were able to finally freeze eggs and unthaw them. It wasn't until 2005, though, that the first baby was born from frozen eggs. In 2012, freezing eggs was no longer considered experimental. And the American Society of Reproductive Medicine removed the experimental label. Today, not only do we freeze eggs as non-experimental, but there are many, many egg banks that freeze donor eggs and then sell those eggs to women to use for a donor. Whereas in the past, a donor had to go through IVF cycles and All the eggs would go to the recipient and they would have to be done fresh. But now the egg freezing does so much better and has better survival rates when they thaw, we now have donor banks. Well, this must mean if we have donor banks, then we probably have great success with egg freezing and great success with future pregnancies. This is true when it comes to looking at the past. To now, we are much better than we've been in the past. The problem is, egg freezing is kind of the idiom of don't count your chickens before your eggs hatch. This fits perfectly because literally, they are only eggs. They have not fertilized. They're not embryos. They're just eggs. And the benefit of that is You lose eggs all the time. Every month, women lose eggs. So no one should feel bad about discarding eggs if you don't use them in the future. But the other problem is, is that you also don't know their potential yet. 
And the problem is, if you're waiting for a partner, you don't know their potential either. You may pick a partner who has very poor sperm, and that's going to lead to poor fertilization, which means fewer embryos. So as you can see, it is very difficult when you freeze eggs because you need to freeze hoping you have enough in the future to have a child. And because you don't know your future, and because you don't know your future partner, you don't know, are you going to need a few eggs or many, many eggs that people have success in the future? See, when people go through IVF, they know about the decrease at each step. You may get 20 eggs, but of those 20 eggs, only 15 of them were mature. Of the 15 eggs that were mature, maybe only 10 fertilized. This is an important part to recognize because if you froze 20 eggs in the past, thinking, oh wow, I'm going to have a bunch of kids, you can see now that now you're down to 10 embryos. But that's in the fresh IVF cycle. You have to keep in mind that when you freeze eggs, you also are taking the risk of the eggs being hurt when freezing. And although the systems we have now called vitrification work very well, and we have very low um, issues with thawing eggs, they still does happen more than with thawing embryos. And part of this is because eggs have more water. They're almost full of water. And water, when frozen, can create crystals. Now, the nice thing about vitrification is, is that it doesn't form the crystals because you're not really freezing to the point of a solid state. And so you don't get the molecules of the water to line up creating crystals. But it doesn't mean that the success rate for thawing is as good as embryos. It isn't. So now that same patient who ended up with 10 embryos now may only have six or eight embryos to work with. And then those embryos are grown out for another five days to the blastocyst stage. And those are the embryos you're left with. And we expect about 50% of them to make it. So if you're starting with a 10, you end up with five. But now if you only start with six or eight, you have three to four embryos. Now, in those scenarios, we just talked about numbers. We didn't even talk about the situation of what the age of the patient is. Prior to age 35, most of the embryos are good. From a genetic standpoint, the embryos will be good. And if you put back one or two embryos, you're probably going to come away with success. So if you have three or four embryos and you're under 35, you're going to have success. But if you have three to five embryos and now you are 42, there's a chance there's not even a good embryo in there. And the problem is, you don't know. I've seen women who are 43, 44 make one embryo and it comes back normal. I've seen women 38 come back with 10 embryos and not a single normal embryo. And that's the problem. You don't know. That is what makes egg freezing so difficult. Does it work? Absolutely. And is it useful? Absolutely. If you are someone who needs to preserve your fertility, it's great. If you're someone who has cancer or needs to undergo surgery and remove your ovaries, again, it's perfect for you. But the problem with egg freezing is 
we have to predict the future. And the problem is, there's so much unknown. We don't know the quality of the eggs yet. We don't know if your eggs act older than your age. It depends on your age, which we'll get into in a little bit. And it depends on your partner, if they have bad sperm or not. I talked to a patient about this the other day where I said, what if you only get four eggs and then you meet a partner who has severe sperm problems? Are you going to use their sperm or now use donor sperm? Because now you're worried about the fact of wasting your eggs. So there are real questions that come up when doing this. So I talked about age. And age is a really important part when you're talking about egg freezing. Because when you're younger, less eggs are going to be abnormal. So prior to age 35, 40% or less of the eggs are going to be abnormal, meaning the genetics of them will will be abnormal. By 38, almost 60% of your eggs are going to be abnormal. By 42, almost 80 to 85% of your eggs are going to be abnormal. So what we know about IVF is, is as you get more mature, the chances of live birth go down or the chances of getting a normal embryo go down. For example, under 35, the live birth rate per embryo is going to be in that 40-50%. By 35 to 37, that drops down into the 40s. By 38-40 in the 20s. By 41 to 42 per embryo, maybe 10%. And by 42 and over, you're talking less than 10% chance of a live birth per embryo being transferred. So that is at the end of the process when you already have an embryo. But we're talking about eggs. From the beginning, how many eggs do you need? So the question then comes up, is how many eggs should you freeze to get one live birth? Now, the example I want to use is, let's say we start with 15 eggs that are retrieved and frozen. Now, we only freeze the mature eggs. So you can assume all 15 are mature. Now, when we warm them, we're probably going to lose some. Matter of fact, about 80 to 90% are going to make it. So now you're down to about 13 eggs. Then we're going to fertilize them. Now, when you fertilize eggs, about 70 to 80% fertilize. So now you're down to 10 embryos. And we talked about for those 10 embryos, half of them are going to make it to the blastocyst stage, which is five. And of the ones that make it to the blastocyst, if you're younger, under 35, three of them will be normal. If you're older, 38, only two will be normal. Now, if you put back those two, even normal embryos, you're looking at an 85% chance that at least one will take. So one live birth. So if you take that number, what we've come to the consensus is that it takes at least 10 eggs to get one live birth. Now, that's the number you start with. But if you're older, close to the 42, then you need more eggs. You're probably going to need more like the 15 eggs per live birth. If you're younger, that can probably be squeezed down a little bit. So if you're under 35, maybe let's say 30, you might be able to get away with one live birth per six eggs. As a matter of fact, that's the number of eggs most donor egg banks give to people when they buy eggs. Six to eight eggs, because that's about what it takes to come away with one live birth. 
doesn't guarantee a birth, but statistically, that's about what you need. So the question comes up, do I only need 10 eggs? Well, that's going to depend on how many kids you want. So if you know you only want one kid, then yes, you can get away with 10 eggs, but that's really making your bet there and hoping that everything goes perfect. I would say it probably would be good to have 15 eggs. That way, if anything goes wrong, you have a few more. And this is where the problem is. You have to freeze somewhere between 20 to 30 eggs to get two or three kids, and that's freezing the eggs prior to age 37. That's around 35 or less. After 37, it could take even more. Now 30 to 40 eggs to get a few kids. Whereas some people go through IVF and only get six eggs and get a kid out of it. And so the question is, you're trying to predict what you're going to need. And that's difficult. What makes it more difficult, it's a case of catch-22. When you're younger, you make more eggs and your eggs are better quality. But the thing is, you don't know if you're ever going to need them because you have so much time to get pregnant before your egg reserve drops that it's not really the best time to freeze eggs. As you get older, now you can really start to determine if you need to freeze eggs because you know if your career's going or if you know you think it's going to be a while till you're ready to have kids. But now you don't make as many eggs. And now the quality's lower. So now it costs more in the future because you got to do it more times. And the chances per retrieval to get eggs will go down because you're going to get less eggs and the quality of those eggs will be bad. And this is what makes it so difficult. Realistically, the best time to do this would be when you're very, very young. But it's also the worst time to do it because it's a time you don't even know if you need them and you probably won't. And so you're going to be spending a lot of money in storage for many, many years and never need it. So if you have cancer, easy decision. You're young, you have to do it. But if you don't have cancer and you're doing this just to protect yourself, the question is, how long am I have these frozen? Will I ever need them? Do I have any medical reason to do this? So when's the best age to do this? Well, I can't give you that number. But what I can tell you is, we find that after 37, the benefits start to go down. And that's because your egg quality is going down so fast after 37. And now you're taking the risk of the egg freezing that the benefit's really not there. And so if you're going to freeze eggs for preserving, you really want to do it by 37 or in your 30s at least. Now, there are people though who should do it before that, right? So these are the most common sense one. So this is going to be the situation where, for example, um, you have cancer. Or let's say you have a partner that you know has a male factor issue. You know you're going to need an IVF someday. Well, then you can freeze your eggs because you know you're going to use them. If you know that your tubes are blocked and you know you have fertility issues already, then there's nothing wrong freezing your eggs early since you know you're going to do IVF. If you have a, a very significant family history, or let's say people have early menopause, or many of the women could not get pregnant later in life and you were worried about that, it would not be unfair to freeze eggs earlier than your mid-30s. 
Maybe you're in a same-sex relationship and you might want to do reciprocal IVF in the future. Again, you can freeze your eggs early because of the fact that you know you're going to need to do it someday. So now you've decided to do egg freezing, which is great. So what clinic should you pick? I mean, wouldn't a clinic who's good at IVF be good at egg freezing? The answer is simple. No. Freezing eggs is different than freezing embryos. And so just because a clinic has good IVF rates doesn't mean they're going to be good at egg freezing. Now, the other fair question to ask is, well, if they're good at egg freezing, then does that mean they're going to have high success later on? The answer again is no. So you want to find a place that not only does egg freezing, but also who has good IVF rates. Now, can you take your frozen eggs and bring them to a better lab someday? Absolutely. And that probably could benefit you. But let's talk about how to know if a clinic is good at egg freezing. The easiest way to know is if they've had success. So a clinic who has had multiple, multiple pregnancies through frozen eggs would be a clinic that you can feel more comfortable with. Now, the problem is, I told you, in 2012, it just lost its experimental label. That means many people have froze eggs but haven't used them yet because it's only been eight years since it's been taken off experimental. So you're going to have a little bit of a hard time finding what we call autologous eggs. People have froze their eggs and then put them back later on and had a baby. But one group you can definitely see are people who use donor eggs. And so if the clinic sells donor eggs and they have a donor egg bank, then you have a really good window into how well they do things. Because now, if they have high rates with their donor eggs, then you know they're good at freezing the eggs and then making the embryos later. And so that's going to give you a really good idea. Now, does that mean you can't use a place that doesn't have their own donor egg bank? No. But it means it's going to make it harder for you now to figure out if that place is good at egg freezing because now you have nothing to look at. And that's the questions you should ask them. What has been your success rate in the past with frozen eggs? Have you had any pregnancy with frozen eggs? What are the statistics for that? The other important factor is, are you comfortable with that place? You should never be with a clinic who's going to be having your eggs frozen for years that you don't feel comfortable with. So obviously that is a very big part of this as well. But in the end, you want to look for places that have done this before and who have a track record of having good success. So if egg freezing is so great and it works so much better now, why is everyone not doing it? I mean, why wouldn't everyone just go out and freeze their eggs right from the beginning? Why would you even take a chance later in life? Well, the main reason is cost. Most places who do IVF cost a lot. And you would think egg freezing, since you're not doing the whole process, would be much less. But it's not. And most places, it's almost the same cost as doing the IVF cycle. And the problem is, is that, again, you don't even know if you have enough. So with IVF, if you come away with a baby, you're happy. But here you come away with frozen eggs, and then you start the question, do I have enough? So now you may be doing more than you need because you don't know you have enough. The second issue is, is the storage. 
you're not just going to be paying this for a few years. You could be paying for this for 20 years if you do it early enough. And so the cost goes up. Now, there are some clinics like ours that are very unique. We do egg freezing for $1,000. And we've been asked a lot of times, why do you do it so cheap? And I'll explain that. It's because it's not just the right thing to do. But if you really think about what egg freezing is, is egg freezing is preservation. You want to make it low cost because why would anyone want to do it if it's very expensive? You'd rather just do IVF. And so we wanted to make it extremely affordable so everyone can use it. And I liken this to cord blood banking. When cord blood banking came out, when the baby's born and they save the baby's blood, at first it was very expensive and no one did it. And then they realized that because you're doing something that might happen and the chances are very low that something might happen to your child, no one's going to spend that much money to do something that has a very low likelihood of needing. And just like with egg freezing, why would anyone want to spend $15,000 to maybe use their eggs in the future? It just doesn't make sense. And we realized that. And we said, you know what? We need to make it extremely low cost. And sure, we're not going to make a lot of money. But the good thing is, we're going to be able to help people freeze their eggs when they need to. And they're not going to be afraid to. And that's the reason why we did that. And there are other clinics, too, who also do it at a very reasonable price. And if you have that in your local locality, fantastic. If not, look around. There are many places across the country that do this at a much affordable rate. In the end, everything we talked about was the process of egg freezing and some of the things you have to go through in your mind of whether it's worth freezing the eggs for you or whether you should just wait. And with my patients, I go through this step by step. I check their ovarian reserve and let's say they're 36, but their egg reserve is good. I may say, you know what? If you think you're going to get pregnant in the next year, wait. If there's someone who's 38 and they're not even close to having a child, I'd say I would definitely do it, no matter how good their egg quality is. But the point is, there's this balance that you have to have a discussion with your doctor to find out if it's right for you and when it's right for you. There is no wrong or right answer. Anyone can freeze their eggs early. You can even freeze your eggs at 42. But the problem is, is that it just may not be the best situation, but that's still okay. Hopefully this was helpful to the people who are thinking about egg freezing and help them make decisions. As always, talk to your doctor and find out what's best for you. Just because I talk about and say what I do doesn't mean that's the best thing for you. So always take the time to talk to the doctor to find out what's the best situation for you. I pray that everyone's doing well during the COVID-19 pandemic. And I look forward to talking to you guys again. I know I usually do these weekly, but unfortunately, because of the pandemic, it has also affected my life and I never have a free moment to do these. And so unfortunately, they are going to every two weeks for a period of time. I also apologize if you hear my kids screaming in the background in the pool uh, in this episode. <laughs> Hopefully I'm able to edit that out. Until next time, I look forward to talking to you again on Talk.
talk about Fertility Tuesday. 